What do we have going in the weird news today, Mackie? Well, this one in Kingston, New Hampshire, police say an explosion that rattled towns in New Hampshire was part of a gender reveal party. The blast in Kingston came from 80 pounds of explosive, an explosive called tanner, tannerite. It's that stuff is really volatile. Oh, yeah. People play around this, this yeah. stuff way too much, man. Yeah. It's typically used in smaller amounts as an explosive target during a firearms training. So you shoot at it out in the yeah. field and mm-hmm. blow it up. Yeah. Yeah. Just a little bit. Right. This explosion was heard for miles, even shook homes and jolted the nerves of those who live nearby. Yeah. I used to work with explosives underground, and it can rattle your nerves if you're a little too close. Oh, man. Police say the person who set off the explosives is cooperating with them. <laughs> you know, there's the great line <laughs> Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Yeah. They put all that dynamite in and, and uh, to steal the money out of the safe and just blow everything apart, you know, the rail car and everything. And <laughs> Sundance looks over and goes, think you used enough dynamite there, Butch? <laughs> blow the whole place up. <laughs> I've got some uh, relatives that like to play around with this tannerite, and it just, just uh, I guess it makes me nervous because, I mean... <laughs> Sure, maybe you're putting it on an old TV and you're shooting it from across a field and watching this explosion happen or whatever. But, man, there's shrapnel that falls all over the place. Uh, If this guy had decided that he wanted to, and we've had it in the news. We've had it in the weird news before. Mm -hmm. Somebody blows something up uh, to uh, uh, get the gender reveal on their baby and somebody gets hurt. Oh, yeah. How ridiculous is that? So, Yeah, it's powerful stuff. Crazy, really. We had a similar type of explosive. We used to blow up these underground. Sometimes the a bigger boulder comes out that doesn't break up like it's supposed to. So you take it above ground, and we whole bunch of them build up, and then they go, "All right, guys, let's go out and break those up because we need the need the ore," you know. Yeah. So we just had a, a little mound. I don't know the size of a softball with a blasting cap in the top. Yeah. And it would split these great big boulders if you put it in the right place. Sure. Yeah. Man, that little bit of explosive. A uh, little bit'll do ya. <laughs> uh, as I told you off the air, Mackie, the Italians have a problem. Huh? They've got a real problem. <laughs> An Italian hospital worker who didn't show up for work for 15 years ah. while continuing to collect a paycheck has finally been caught. 67-year-old who has become known as, uh, in the press as the king of absentees was somehow able to fly under the radar since 2005 and collected a total salary topping $640,000 for not working, basically. Yeah. His scam was finally uncovered by investigators who checked the Human Resources Department's staff records and noticed that his salary didn't match the number of hours worked. They also found out that the man had uh, threatened the former HR director to stop her from reporting him. She ultimately retired, and her successor never checked the the attendance. So the guy's totally under the radar now. No zero supervision. Yeah. The king of absentees is now the king of criminal charges as he's looking at doing some serious time for forgery, extortion, abuse of office. Six other managers are also under investigation for enabling him. Yeah. Yeah. 
Right. You wonder what the timetable was there. If when he first, if he first left, he thought, you know, I wonder how how long I could stay away. Yeah. And then he's thinking, well, I can't go back, so I better just keep it up. Yeah. And, and then if he's been gone three weeks, he can't go back. Then the supervisor's on the phone, and then he threatens her. <laughs> and then it's, oh, okay, well, I'm not going to put my life in jeopardy over you getting a paycheck. Fine, whatever. <laughs> Wow, what 15, a deal. 15 years. 15 years. Yeah. King of absentees. A Florida woman's recovering after a turtle flew through her windshield and hit her in the head. Wow. 71-year-old was driving near Port Orange, Florida, when the animal crashed into the front of the vehicle, which caused a large gash to the woman's head. She pulled over. Her daughter called 911 before she was taken to the hospital. The turtle was okay. Thank goodness. Yeah. <laughs> That's the first report of okay. The How turtle. about the other side of things? Yeah. yeah she's in the she's hospital. She's okay? Yeah. Uh, authorities say the reptile was probably crossing the road and launched into the air by another fast-moving vehicle. Oh, one of those clip deals. Flip it up in the air and it comes through the next windshield, huh? I was thinking maybe somebody dropped it from an overpass or something. Wow. You know, the... Best thing about this, if there is a silver lining, you know, great stories forevermore at cocktail parties, you know. <laughs> What's the worst thing that ever happened to you on the road? That's nothing. That's nothing. <laughs> uh, you probably heard this on the news yesterday. It was all over the place. But a Florida couple invited close friends and family to their weekend wedding celebration at their dream home and estate in Fort Lauderdale. There's only one problem, though. The estate wasn't theirs, and they had no permission to be there. Ah. Mm-hmm. Courtney Wilson and uh, Shanita Jones sent out invitations for their Saturday night wedding at the 16,300-square-foot mansion with a, a Sunday brunch the next day. They're, <laughs> they just send the invitations out. Yeah, we're going to have a big gathering over here. They ran into a little problem when they arrived to begin setting up because the owner of the estate was there. Yeah. He never gave them permission to host the wedding at his house. In fact, he had been trying to sell the property and remembered showing it to the couple months earlier when they posed as potential buyers. At the time, he said the couple asked if they could have their wedding on the property, but he said no. The couple said that they went ahead with their plans anyway because they didn't think the owner actually lived there and wouldn't have even known about the wedding. Ah, Mm-hmm. You know, flying under the radar like uh, King of Absentee was a couple of sure. seconds ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The uh, <laughs> the owner was not pleased, called the police to clear the couple and all of their vendors from his property. And the couple was told to leave and no charges were filed, evidently. No? They, <laughs> that's what it says here. They told police that God intended for them to get married at the house. Oh. Oh. No, I guess he didn't because it didn't happen. Yeah. Oh. Usually, <laughs> I like the homeowner if he hadn't been there, and then he's getting the calls like, "Steve, you invite five hundred people over and you don't invite me." <laughs> what? What a deal! A Tennessee man is facing assault charges after he allegedly hit a man for trying to touch his burger. Ah. WKRN Television reporting happened at a mental health facility in uh, Nashville. Uh, Bounty Saboriog, 
told Nashville officers he got mad at the victim for trying to touch his food. The victim who's been diagnosed uh, with dementia, so didn't really okay. know any better, just wanted the burger. Right. Uh, the man said that angered him, so he picked up a chair and struck the victim over the head. Oh, boy. The victim reportedly had a severe cut that would need stitches. Uh, Saboriong is behind bars with a $50,000 bond, so... Well, he was already at a mental health facility, so... Right. Goodness sakes. You hate to hear news like that. I didn't realize it was going to be... When I just saw the headline, I immediately thought of T-Man. Yeah, yeah, that is what you think of. Nashville man in custody after assaulting man for touching his burger. Yeah. I mean, yeah, T-Man was always about, don't touch my food, man. He was pretty sensitive about a, like a, <laughs> I think a fry got snatched off his plate. Oh, boy, yeah. Uh, if I recall. I work hard for my food. Don't touch my food. <laughs> uh, this is one lucky bird. The Carrollton Police Department in Texas says one of their SUVs was taken off the road March 30th when an officer discovered a mother dove had built a nest and laid a pair of eggs somewhere in the vehicle. Wow. So evidently, they thought, well, instead of, we don't really need this vehicle right now. <laughs> Hadn't have been their thought. Otherwise, can you imagine the police department not removing the nest and putting it somewhere else? But they say the eggs have now hatched, but the SUV will remain parked until the babies have left the nest. So the Carlton Police Department in Texas... Obviously, lovers of the doves. Yeah. Doves kind of a symbol of love, isn't it? Quite often. Yeah, it is. Uh, did we have the gluing of the eyes shut last week? No, I don't think so. Right. No, that's a that's one we haven't had for a long time, probably. We, we do get it a couple Once times a while. Once in a while. Yeah. Michigan woman is recovering from a terrifying mistake that could have cost her her sight in one eye. Uh, yeah, Cedra Williams woke up at uh, 1 a.m. Thursday, wanted to take out her contacts. Okay. Yeah, people with contacts know that. Oh, shoot, forgot to take them out. Her eyes were dry, so she grabbed what she thought was a small bottle of eye drops from her purse. Oh, boy. Actually, it turned out to be a small bottle of nail glue. <sighs> and when she tried Good to wipe the glue out of her eye, it sealed her eye shut. Her husband called 911 while she poured water on her eye. And uh, she was rushed to the hospital where the doctors managed to open her eye and remove the contact lens. Goodness sakes. Well, that's good. Wow. She didn't lose her sight or anything like that. It doesn't sound like it. Yeah. Man, that is spooky. Oops. I didn't see that one coming, huh? Uh, this is bizarre. And then yet you knew it was coming, kind of. If you want to see the site of a nuclear disaster in person, Mackie, you now have the chance. Oh, good. Ukrainian International Airlines announced it's teaming up with Chernobyl Tour, a company specializing in exclusion uh, zone tourism, to offer an aerial tour of the Chernobyl power plant and the abandoned city of uh, uh, Pripyat. On uh, April 25th, the 35th anniversary of the disaster. So on the uh, on the anniversary of the disaster, you can hop aboard this plane. The airline says the plane will pass over the city at an altitude of 2,950 feet, the minimum allowed. 2,900, that's not very many. That's yeah. pretty low-flying. 
and in-flight information will be provided by guides from Chernobyl Tour. Tickets for the flight are 106 bucks. If you want to get an aerial view of Chernobyl on the 35th anniversary of the disaster, yeah, yeah. it's like moth to a flame, right? People are got, people yeah. got to go. In Ukraine, you not get tour of nuclear site. Tour of nuclear site gets you. <laughs> there you go. Which could actually happen. It could. Yeah. Plane crashes. Or just the... Next thing you know. Why is the radiation meter going off, Grandpa? <laughs> What's happening as far as the weird news this morning? Well, let's see. An 85-year-old Italian man says he broke uh, coronavirus lockdown rules to meet with sex workers twice because of... The COVID-19 vaccine. Oh, uh, it makes it okay, huh? I guess. The uh, senior was fined about $1,200 for his double breach in uh, southern Italy. Uh, it's reported that he told the arresting officers that the vaccine shot made him more virile, so he just had to get out. Oh, I see. I see. Police say his, okay. re- his response was amusing, but he was fined nonetheless. As of right now, residents in the country must remain in home between uh, 10 p.m. and 5 a.m., uh, except for essential business, which I'm sure this 85-year-old man was calling what he was doing. <laughs> essential. You yeah, don't think essential. this is essential? You don't business? think this is essential? <laughs> okay. Florida man booked into jail on uh, drug charges, told cops he had no other narcotics on his possession, but he didn't have a leg to stand on, and uh, that's literally. Uh, 37-year-old Keith Adams arrested during a traffic stop. He's a passenger in the car. Officers noticed he was sitting on a crack pipe. So they struggled with, he struggled with police a little bit. They take him into custody, booked into the jail, asked if he had any other narcotics on him, and Adams who has a prosthetic leg, said, no, I have nothing else. But then he was searched. <laughs> Cops found fentanyl and Xanax pills stashed away inside his fake leg, uh, charged with multiple narcotics felonies now. Yeah, oh, I've only got this uh, empty leg over here that I'm filling up with drugs, that's all. Right, yeah, otherwise. <laughs> otherwise, I don't have anything on me. <laughs> California woman is dead after a trip to Mexico to get uh, plastic surgery. This place sounds just uh, quite amazing. The 38-year-old uh, Kiwana Weaver is said to have died on the operating table at the Art Silhouette Aesthetic Surgery in Tijuana, Mexico. While she and a friend went to the facility to receive liposuction and tummy tucks, Weaver's friend was hospitalized for two weeks for internal uh, bleeding said she only learned of uh, that her friend had died when she returned home. The clinic offered to refund Weaver's surgery to her family. Uh, you can have the money back since she's dead. <laughs> Weird. Uh, but the staff has not responded to any further inquiries. Oh, man. Surprisingly, they're not answering any questions. Another woman operated on at the same facility on the same day was hospitalized for kidney failure. So authorities in Baja, California, say they're now investigating the clinic's credentials and procedures. Some things seem a little suspicious on this front. Yeah. If you're getting a really, really good deal on, like, plastic surgery, you might want to yeah. think it over. Yeah. Is this really, do these guys have any credentials? <laughs> be the first thing. Anything on the wall from the Better Business Bureau? 
A uh, Texas woman recently tried to legally change her name after getting married, and she was shocked to learn that her request had been denied because she's a wanted felon. You might have heard this story on the news yesterday briefly, but there's a little bit more to it in this story because uh, Karen McBride was stunned that she had no idea that she'd been ever charged with a crime. That's the first thing that's interesting. You're a wanted felon, but you don't ever remember being charged. She followed up and learned that she wanted she was wanted for felony embezzlement in Oklahoma, where she used to live. The crime involves a rental of a VHS tape of Sabrina the Teenage Witch, which she never returned to the store in 1999. Now, McBride says that she has no recollection of ever renting the tape, believes that her old roommate may have used her membership card and never took the tape back. I used to work in a video rental store... And there was once in a while <laughs> where people would not bring the tape back. And then they would finally remember after you called them and they found it under the seat of their car or something like that. Right. And they'd come in and there'd be late charges piled up to the extent where the late charges were much more than the cost of the tape. Right. And so people just would not bring it back and they'd try to disappear and then... Then there's something was filed with the police department. But here, this gal says, I don't even remember, you know, renting the tape. Yeah. She's saying it had to be my roommate. Then she said... Well, how can you remember what you rented in 1997? Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Looking back over the past 20 years, McBride now wonders if she maybe was let go from a couple of jobs because the employer did a background check and noticed the felony. Oh, I wonder. So she's wondering, how long has this been affecting me? I didn't even know it. Right. Luckily for her, the charges have been dropped. So she's back in the clean slate, and the store is closed, and they don't want their tape back. Doesn't seem like a movie you'd steal. I don't Sabrina the it. Teenage I don't remember Witch. it being a classic. <laughs> it's uh, 18 past 7 now, Mackie. What's happening in the weird news? Oh, man, this is uh, crazy. A California woman is is dead now after a man jumped from a parking garage and landed on her. What? Police in San Diego say 29-year-old Taylor Kale was leaving from a date downtown when a man leapt from a nearby parking garage. That man slammed into Kale and killed her instantly. So she's just walking down the street after being out on a date. And a guy jumps off a building and kills her. Bizarro. Wow. So he was trying to kill himself, obviously. Yeah, she was still with her date. Her date wasn't hit, wasn't hurt. Oh. The jumper died later at the hospital. Friends and family of Kale say they are in shock. Yeah. Tragedy. Especially wow. after just recently uh, planning to celebrate her birthday, which is coming up in early May. But. Man, what a deal. Wow. wow. Can you imagine being the guy on the date with her? How bizarre. Just be like... Wow. Hundreds of Canadians in a town in British Columbia had their Internet service cut out last weekend. In what tele, te, the one telecommunications company official called very bizarre and uniquely Canadian. <laughs> to say the least when you hear the story. Okay, yeah. Internet service mystery, mysteriously went out early on Saturday morning. About 900 customers affected. Repair crews investigating discovered that a pack of beavers, which had been building a dam 
somehow chewed through the underground fiber cable in multiple places, it says here. The beavers then actually used some of the chewed up materials to help build their their dam. Okay. They found evidence of it. Wow. Uh, Unbelievable. Took crews more than 24 hours to replace the cable and restore Internet service. (laughs) Yeah, we got new fiber. You know, it's really fast. It's, uh, oh, the the beavers like it for their dams. It's slowing down a little (laughs) for some reason. Goodbye, Internet. It's been nice gnawing you. (laughs) There you go. Yeah. How about this guy? What about this life? An Italian man is leaving behind his tiny hut on the Isle of uh, Budelli. Where he's lived alone for more than 30 years. Wow. Mauro Morandi announced his departure from the island off the coast of Sardinia this week following repeated threats from local authorities. The 81-year-old took over the island's caretaker position when he ended up there during an attempt to sail from Italy to Polynesia. So got in some trouble, evidently fairly early in the sailing. Uh, But when the island changed hands, the caretaker role was eliminated. He's not happy about the situation, but uh, said he's hopeful Budelli will be safeguarded following his departure. Why were local authorities upset with the guy? I wonder. Probably didn't pay for anything. Just well, he landed maybe just on the island and took over. <laughs> landed there, became the caretaker, and so he thought he owned the place. Maybe put his flag in the ground. <laughs> yeah, maybe that was it. Wisconsinites take cheese very seriously, Mackie, well, as yeah. I know you do as yes, well. I do. And they don't tolerate any monkeying around with the dairy. No. That's why one woman des- decided to stand up for all cheese heads and file a federal lawsuit against bagel bites. So Caitlin Huber filed a lawsuit against uh, Kraft Heinz, which argues that the pizza snacks do not contain real mozzarella or tomato sauce, despite its packaging saying that it does. It even has the real dairy seal on the box. Oh. Despite the ingredients, which clearly lists mozzarella and tomato sauce, Huber says it's not acceptable to reasonable Wisconsin consumers. (laughs) Okay. The uh, lawsuit is seeking unspecified monetary damages, requesting the product change its packaging. We'll see what happens there. If If they say this isn't real cheese... You guys are get the real seal on the on the box, but it's not really the real deal. Yeah, she'll probably win if they can prove that. I wonder what they changed the the label to then. Yeah, fake mozzarella, not so real cheese. <laughs> Mackie, where are we going with the weird news today? The commander of a U.S. Army unit has resigned following the discovery of a wild birthday celebration in Poland. Stars and Stripes reporting that uh, during a nine-month rotation in country, members of the 101st Combat Aviation Brigade No Mercy Battalion embarked on a drunken escapade. The celebration was in honor of their Sergeant Major's 40th birthday. At some point, <laughs> this sounds like, uh, was it last week or the week before, a night of unfortunate incidents? <laughs> yes. Uh Yeah, that was quite a statement. At some point, a portion of the heavily intoxicated group uh, went to an off-limits club known as Club Obsession, Uh which is known for scamming customers out of their money. The major went AWOL for two days after allegedly being drugged. Wow. Wow. Uh, Then he was uh, kind of physically abused by whoever drugged him. Oh, boy. Uh, Spent thousands of dollars on strippers at the club. 
So it got a hold of his credit card somehow, right. I guess. Yeah. After officials found out, several members faced disciplinary action and Lieutenant Commander Matthew Fix reportedly retired after a night of unfortunate incidents. <laughs> so so a little early retirement for him, huh? 40th birthday. <laughs> Pretty early, yeah. Federal agents have arrested a man in Nevada who threatened to blow up McCarran International Airport in Las Vegas and uh, kill people all because Frontier Airlines made him pay a fee to check his luggage. That's at the bottom of this whole thing. A Frontier ticket agent says that she charged the man $55 to check his suitcase, and he quickly blew up, used vulgar language the next day. Frontier Airlines received threatening phone calls from someone identifying himself as Donald Hump and specifically complained about the checked bag fee. <laughs> he then allegedly spouted off some racial spur uh, slurs and uh, threatened to kill people in Las Vegas, said that he would blow up an airplane. He also said that he would come down to the customer service call center, which, by the way, is actually in the Philippines. Okay. And kill everyone there, too. Lots of threats. Federal investigators arrested Donald Hump, who is really 52-year-old Andrew Greco. He admitted that he was angry about the charge, wanted to scare them into giving him his money back. Okay, yeah. Something tells me that's never going to work. I don't think that's going to work out too well for him. Try a little honey next time instead of threatening to blow the place up. Maybe maybe you'll get a little f- further down the road. Well, I'll stick with my theme of uh, unfortunate incidents. Mm. A Florida woman is in custody for allegedly tipsy behavior near a bar. Responding officers say they found 28-year-old Olivia Taylor Washick stumbling along the sidewalk uh, near a St. Petersburg bar. They say the woman was offering lap dances uh, (laughs) to random people. Oh, just like a little yeah. panhandler kind of activity. But also threatened to punch them. What if they don't get the lap dance? I, I guess. Know. And even asked if they wanted to bang on the sidewalk. Oh, my goodness. Police arrested the woman. Yeah. After she continued to shout and demand that she wanted to, uh, uh, that she, well, she said she wanted to be shot. So she's obviously totally intoxicated. Despite the fact that officers uh, had offered to give her a ride home. Taylor Washick is now facing charges of disorderly intoxication mm-hmm. and a night full of unfortunate incidents. <laughs> uh, well, this is an incident that really didn't include a lot of drinking, but uh, poor choices for sure. Yeah. Customs agents at New York's JFK airport stopped and arrested a man who tried to smuggle an entire chorus of singing birds in his pants. 36-year-old Kevin Andre McKenzie arrived from Guyana, was caught with 35 live finches, each one hidden inside a hair curler and attached to his jacket and pants. <laughs> he was packed full of finches, Mackie. Yeah, yeah. Told authorities that he was uh, he had offered $3,000 or was offered 3000 bucks to smuggle the Sogmerds into the country. He had already been paid 500 before getting on the plane, was promised the rest when he arrived. So I'll give you 500 now and give you another 2500 when you get off the plane and deliver the birds. Sure, yeah. Wow. 
McKenzie arrested, released on $25,000 bail. Prosecutors believe the birds were going to be used for singing competitions in which gamblers bet on the birds with the best voices. Oh, wow. Quite an interesting little line of trafficking going People on here. People bet on anything, huh? Bizarre. I, I don't think this is the first story we've had about uh, smuggling birds and curlers, though. No, it's not. No. I'm pretty sure we've had that before, so that must right. be their uh, mode of operandi. Sir, why do you keep squirming in your seat? I got birds in my pants. 